Welcome to the Dream, Plan, Start, Grow podcast hosted by Allison Turner. In each episode, we interview real everyday entrepreneurs to learn how they got their start, what challenges they faced and overcame when starting the business, and what successes each has had. Welcome back to the Dream, Plan, Start, Grow podcast. The point of this podcast and why I started it was to really shatter some of the myths out there on why people start businesses, how they've grown their business. Most entrepreneurs I know personally are in it for the long haul and they're playing the long game. So there's very few that I see that are that get rich quick, like some of what you see out on social media. So today we are talking to Paul Likens. He is a real estate agent in the South, Southeast Florida area. And Paul and I met actually in the very beginning of his journey when he was still, I think you were working a full-time job still, is it telecommunications or something? Yep. And just getting into real estate. So why, and I never really ask you, why real estate? Like you obviously wanted to leave the telecommunications space and the, the you know, I shouldn't say cushy job because it probably wasn't a cushy job, but the the uh, job that at least you could you know count on and, and go into something completely different. But why real estate specifically? Yeah, yeah. So um, interesting. That's a good, great first first question. So uh, first of all, you provided me my very first <laughs> real estate opportunity at a networking event down here in Delray Beach, and we were talking, and you said you had a friend who needed a place to rent, and mm-hmm. uh, and I was able to get her that rental. So. Uh, my real estate career started with <laughs> Al, so <laughs> I appreciate it. So um, yeah, I was I was in the telecommunication industry for uh, 15 years. I was uh, I sold IP phone systems, technology, and stuff like that, and I'd been doing it for a long time. And um, I started to, it started to change. The industry was changing. The technology was changing. I was selling what you called premise based products. I mean, we went into a, a car dealership and we put in a $50,000, phone system, right? And, then, and you put in this big piece of hardware in there um, and you connect it to another uh, you know, piece of hardware somewhere else, maybe for remote location. And then the, the industry started to change where people were doing um, what they call hosted IP, where the phone system was hosted and it was IP. So they didn't need the whole big box. They just paid a monthly service. And I saw that on the wall, literally, like I saw the writing on the wall coming. And as that started to happen more and more and it got competitive, I kind of said, maybe it's time to look for a different career because either I could join one of those companies and sell that product or lose to them as the industry kind of took over. And, um, you know, I was kind of burnt out on the business anyway. So right around back in the early 2000s, I actually took my test in Miami too. I went to school, really? I took my test and I failed. Back then you had to go to Miami. You had to drive down there. There was no, there was no computer. T- yeah, it was, there was no, yeah, it wasn't on a computer test. You had to go down there and Big room and a bunch of people on a piece of paper. Number two pencil. Yep, number two pencil. <laughs> big room. It's like, shh, quiet. And um, I took that test. I wasn't prepared and I failed miserably. So I gave up. And then around 2011, um, the bug was still in my ear to do real estate. Um, and in a funny time, because we just came out of the crash, right? In 2008, <laughs> we we're coming out of it. Mm-hmm. So it was like an interesting time to want to go into real estate. Um, but I, I went and took the test and I, I got into it. I passed. Um, got my, uh, you know, I was still working a, a job, um, sort of, I got out of that full-time job and took a part-time job. So I was doing that for a little bit just because I knew I needed to keep a paycheck and some, <laughs> so I had a part-time job working at a golf, 
golf course, which funny enough is now gone and GL homes put in all new homes there. But, um, but yeah, so I did that for a while. And when you met me, I was kind of part-time. And then after a few clients said, Hey, uh, we need you this time of the day. And I said, well, I have a job. They said, okay, well, we'll find a realtor who can. I finally decided, okay, let's go full-time. Told my wife, uh, I'm giving up all income, all insurance and, and uh, <laughs> cross your fingers. Uh, I'm going real full-time real estate. So yeah. And that was uh, almost 10 years ago. Okay. So how did you decide real estate? You said you got the bug back in early 2000s, but what, like, what attracted you to the real estate market at that point? Uh, in, my earlier, in my earlier years, like when I was in 18, 19 years old, right out of high school, I worked for a company called Alamo Title in San Antonio. And jokingly, I'm going to date myself here, people. I was the fax machine. What do you mean you were the fax machine? Well, there was no such thing as a fax machine, courier. so I was a courier. And I would drive all over San Antonio and go get the documents from the courthouse and go down and get the plots, run to the, the bank, do the escrow deposits, all those things that, you know, now done electronically and wired and stuff. I was the fax machine. So they said, Paul, go here. And Paul went. Um, so I'd been asked to be a realtor back then just from, I was always talkative and liked being social with people. And, and so sometimes they go, you'd be a great realtor. Like you just seem really good with people. And I said, eh, I have a roommate and I got to pay rent. I don't need that. I don't, wanna, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that straight commission job. And, um, and so I didn't. And then it, I guess just as I kept going on and, and looking at it and thought about it, it just seemed intriguing. I always, I've always liked architect. I've always liked homes. I've always liked selling. And I just thought, well, okay, here you're helping people buy a product. Little did I know. Um, and you know, you're going to get into this business and of course the lure of, you know, oh yeah, I'm going to sell million dollar homes, <laughs> right. You know, and it, I'm going to go out and I'm going to make, go in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. And make 60, $90,000 in one deal. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I laugh because there's some agents who have done that. They've hit that real estate lotto. Um, but that wasn't my story. So mine has usually been in it a long time to get to that that so, point where they've built those relationships haven't they yeah you don't just walk into like uh down here you know for the people listening you don't walk into a place like gulfstream which is where you know literally families of industry buy homes and live and are you know, super wealthy you don't walk in and list one of their 30 million dollar homes you know just in the industry you have to know someone there's a relationship there they right. probably know someone from someone who knew someone from whatever it's like anything in life it's it's a network of socializing and and getting to know people but, um, but you know, you, you go and you do what you do and you do like I do and you take your steps and, and you build your business. So, and uh, fortunately for me, I've been able to, you know, make a career out of it, support my family. I'm going into my 10th year now. And, um, and last year was one of my best years ever. Excellent. Excellent. You mentioned a minute ago when you were talking about going from that part-time job that was kind of the backup income, going to the full-time real estate that you told your wife, okay, I'm losing the paycheck, I'm losing this, I'm losing that, I'm going full time. And I know family can be a huge impact on whether someone feels supported in a career, whether they don't feel supported, whether it makes it easier or harder. I know your wife personally, but how has that, your family impacted your business? So fortunately I have a very loving family, um, not only on my, my wife and my kids and everyone, but our sister-in-law. And uh, for a time being, we lived with my sister-in-law when this was going on because we kind of, before we got into real estate, some things kind of were going on personally that kind of affected us financially and we kind of hit hard times. And we were in a situation where we're, you know, do we stay where we're at? We're just going to get deeper in the hole. 
and we had that heart to heart talk and um, our, my sister-in-law took us in. So, wow. so, you know, Tiff, love you so much. She <laughs> was really just the rock of the, of the family. She's an amazing person. And she took us in and she let us stay there. So that really helped us a lot and stuff. But nonetheless, we still had car payments and things and other things and stuff. And I had to make it work. So, right. um, but yeah, it, it, you know, it can be, it's, it's a straight commission job. And, and, you know, I tell people all the time, you don't get a commission, you know, right away. And when, and it takes months to find a customer sometimes. And then when you get a customer, it can take weeks to find the right house. Right. And then even then when you go under contract, it's still 30 days and the whole deal could fall apart, which has happened to me. So you spend an entire month, maybe 60 <laughs> days with one customer. And then for some reason it dies at the end because of something with a mortgage, you don't get a paycheck. And like, I always laugh and kind of tell people that say, oh, you realtors, you got it so easy. You just make all this money. I said, Go to work for 60 days right. and then have your boss not give you a paycheck at the end of 60 days and see, <laughs> see how you feel. Tell me how easy it is. So, yeah, um, yeah, so I've heard that about real estate, too. I've heard, oh, I'm just going to go in part time, make a little cash on the side. And I'm like, yeah, you good luck with that. Not, yeah. not that I've ever been a realtor personally, but I've heard stories like Paul's and other friends of mine that are, you know, who are realtors of how hard they've worked to get that initial sale and then obviously build the relationships so they get more consistent business. Yeah, it, it, it takes a while because there's, you know, um, you know, just in our, our multiple listing service for our, our realtor association for this area, um, it's Palm Beach, Fort Lauderdale, and part of, I believe, Martin County or Treasure Coast. There's 42,000 realtors. Wow. <laughs> 42,000 realtors in an area where, I don't know, it was a couple million people. I don't know how many million people we have, but I mean, just Point Beach has 80,000 residents. So, I mean... Wow. So, yeah, and you, so you have a lot of realtors competing for that business. So you really have to separate yourself from the pack. And, um, you know, it took a while. Uh, I have a first few deals that I did starting out were just rentals, you know, mm -hmm. like you helped me that, with that. So getting, but, but I was networking, like where, where I'm, where, where I was going out and knew you, you know, prior from the chamber, but right. we would go out and I would network and meet people and be, Hey, I'm a realtor. Do you know, anyone that needs to buy or sell or you know, even rent. So a lot of my business was rentals. And, uh, you know, you'd help them rent people out and then you'd follow up with them. Maybe they want to buy at some point or maybe they know someone who wants to sell or buy. And you just kind of keep working that. Um, and I probably could have done some things better than I'm doing now that I didn't do back then um, with staying in touch with everybody. That's one of the things that I, I probably dropped the ball on. But you learn. And so, you know, you kind of just make sure you keep in touch with all those people. So but it mm -hmm. does. It takes a while till you build it up. And then from there, you just keep going. But nobody you don't walk in and the broker goes hey here's a million dollar client good luck go let's go get them sold yeah just doesn't yeah. happen no no and i i've heard from other people yourself other people that you know sometimes you go in and you spend time in especially if it's like a high traffic area but you your initial company was not a high traffic area as far as their office right space so that wasn't really a possibility you know they weren't on atlantic avenue and delray beach so I know some people have gotten business that way where they've just like been in the office at the right, you know, at the walk-ins yeah. for the right time. But yeah. obviously you have to have a space that's conducive to that. Now you mentioned something a minute ago about you, you know, left the full time, the part time and jumped, you know, did you find that that helped make that full commitment? Because I, I work with entrepreneurs sometimes that, you know, are kind of on the, the edge there because they're still working either part-time, full-time job. They're starting to go into their own business and they're trying to figure out when the right time is, you know, it sounds like you were a little bit, you know, your hand was a little forced because your clients were, your potential clients were saying, well, if you can't show us this house, then we'll find someone that can at this time. 
So maybe you were pushed a little bit more, but did you find that that full commitment helped accelerate the career at all? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the idea that you're holding on to that safety net is what it is. You're, 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 that fear of letting go what you know is secure and it's a guaranteed paycheck, it holds you back. Um, yet any successful entrepreneur just dives in, the stories I've heard, and it's, it's sink or swim. And that's how it was. And it's like, okay, I'm going to make this work. And trust me, I treaded water for a long time, you know, like that. But, but you know, most realtors leave the industry after, I, I forgot what someone said, it's after the first year, two years or something. Wow. They leave the industry, if that. Most of them just don't stick it out. And um, I decided that wasn't going to be me. And I just said, okay, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to network. I'm going to find people. I'm going to do what I got to do. And um, fortunately for me, it, it worked out. I was... I think in my third year at my office, I became salesman of the year for the company. Um, And then uh, I repeated it, I skipped a year and then I repeated it the year after that. Um, I did work for a boutique office uh, um, that was great, True Floridian Realty and Noelle's a great broker and she taught me everything. She really taught me how to be a good agent and stuff. And it was a great boutique company. We weren't in the most high traffic area, so we really never got walk-in traffic um, where we were at. It was a lovely office. I liked it. But we just didn't get the walk-in traffic that you would on Atlantic because that's called, you know, Realtor's Row. Right. Everyone, there's like seven. There's like you <laughs> right walk together. in. together. Yeah, they're like literally you can walk in this realtor, that realtor, that realtor. So um, so it took a while, but um, I, I just kept plugging away at it. And uh, the business started to build and kept building. And and fortunately, the paychecks came in a little by little. And and then it got to where I was like, hey, wow, we're like making an income off this. And, and you know, my wife had a job and we moved out for my sisters and ended up getting our own place. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the, the definitely leaving that safety net was a big thing for me because it forced me to realize either you're going to either you're going to do this or you're going to fail. And then you're right. going to have to go back to another nine to five. And once you've tasted that little bit of freedom of being an entrepreneur, <laughs> you never want to go back to a nine to five. Like, I don't right. have to answer to anyone. If I want to get up at 10 o'clock, I get up at 10 o'clock. <laughs> but I'm also up at 12 o'clock reading contracts or, yeah, or worrying exactly. about stuff. So, but it I, all I, equals out. It, it does. But, but it's not but, like you're working 10 to 2 in the morning, you know, 2 p.m. and like that's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, so it's good, but I like it. Yeah. It, it's, it's a, a lot of freedom, which is also, I think, a big part of why I jumped into this industry because it gave me the opportunity to really do what I want when I want and focus the hours that I felt most productive, mm-hmm. which isn't necessary at 6 a.m. <laughs> but, like <laughs> but I'm one of those people that are more productive going into later night when everyone else goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. So, Understood. You mentioned mentor, that Noel was a great mentor. How important do you feel just in any job? And obviously, I know you've been in different careers, not just mm-hmm. real estate, but having that mentor is, but especially when you're working for yourself, having someone that is mentoring that path for you? I, it's it's life changing. I mean, I'm now I've now signed up where I'm at, and I'll go won't go there just yet. But I'm now working with a, a, a group, but it's like hiring a coach for for seven weeks, and then from there on, maybe actually going and hiring a, a coach full time. Mm-hmm. But he is a coach. It's it's a big class. But yeah, having someone like I had who teaches you how to do it right from the beginning. The problem in our industry of real estate is that a lot of people will uh, equate us to being like used car salesmen. And that's, <laughs> you know, sorry if you're a used car salesman. I know some of you are very good at it and make more money than I do. <laughs> so, but, um, the, you know, people get that that idea that people selling homes are just, they don't care and it's all about the commission. And unfortunately it is true. There's a lot of bad agents. There's a right. lot of bad people in any industry. So it's extremely important that going into this business, you're going to have someone that's going to be your mentor mm-hmm. or you know, someone's going to train you how to do it properly. 
and doing everything and not just, you know, showing the house, but everything from the contracts to negotiating to meeting expectations for customers, picking up your phone, answering people. Hello, right. answering the call, you know, <laughs> talk to you and just just things, general things. Um, and and also but being, you know, respective of fellow agents is, is building rapport with other agents, because as many as 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 big of an agents or uh, you know as big of a system as it is with forty two something thousand agents, it's funny how a lot of the agents still know each other. Interesting. And they know the ones they want to work with, and like they know they like them. So I mean, you know, you're not not you're not going to work with someone, but you know the ones that you've worked with that it was a right. great transaction. You're going to want to work with them. Mm -hmm. You're going to be like, oh yeah, this is a, I really want to work with this person. So um, it, it helps. So um, yeah, it's kind of just an interesting interesting business and and getting to know everyone and, and doing those things. But having a mentor is, I think in any, any kind of field that you're gonna go into, if you're gonna, like I said, having someone who's done it and been successful at it, it's, it's great to take that role from them, right. but then you're gonna do your own spin on it. So that's what I did. I, I took everything that she gave me, gave me the great foundation, and then I've kind of gone into my own thing that I've done mm -hmm. to create my business. Okay, no, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. I know for me, I mean, I know I've hired coaches, I've been in programs and things like that. And I find that the more I'm passionate about learning and continuing to grow personally and professionally, the better I get in my own career and, yeah. and running my own company and setting my the next level of goals and things like that. So I think that's true in any industry. And even if you're working for someone else, still even like sharpening your, you know, having your own personal goals, like having personal expectations, things like that, because that can impact how you show up at work as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're going to be an entrepreneur, it, it's, you know, you, you, you want to get better, like anything in life, you want to get better at it. Right. So, right. you know, your, your business is no different than, than Michael Jordan or Thomas Edison, you know, how many times did Thomas Edison fail? Mm -hmm. Like people don't realize, but he sell, failed literally hundreds of thousands of times. But that one only, right, we only hear that one success. Story. That one, but that one success is pretty good, right? I mean, yep. you know, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty good. We got, so we're not all sitting in the dark. But <laughs> but you know, um, and, and Michael missed more than he probably made, right? right. That's just like you know, just amazing. But the only so that's with business and stuff. So having someone that kind of gets you that right mindset, and you know, you're always the one thing I've learned, and it's interesting at 56 and in real estate, and I've been really focused on it heavy this year is that you're always learning. And so where I kind of got sort of maybe a little stale this year for me, it was all about learning and putting myself out there, actually putting myself out on the edge more than I ever have and taking steps to do things that I've never done before and saying, okay, let's do this. What's the worst that could happen, right? I'll feel worse if I don't try <laughs> yep. and, and, and right. But, but if I try, I might get there and I'm glad I did because I'm doing some things and I think it's definitely helping this year. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. And one of the things I've admired about you and how you've differentiated yourself as a realtor is the videos that you do. So I want to talk a little bit about that because sure. obviously that's kind of a long play. It's not one of those things where you put a video out and poof, everyone's found your video <laughs> and like, you know, your YouTube sensation, unless you happen to do some viral thing, you know. That, yeah, that hasn't happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that someone picks up. Usually those are stupid videos most of the time, it seems. But um but you've kind of done the long place. I've heard you talk about, you know, how you've now gotten customers that are out of state customers that have found you through your YouTube videos. I've heard that you're also getting some kind of paycheck from Google. Um, so how, when did you start that? 
and how many have you done approximately so far? Okay. So after a couple of years of being in the real estate, uh, you know, I was doing what a lot of agents do, which is cold call, like making phone calls <laughs> and, you know, sending out postcards and you know, it gets expensive. And you, if you don't get results, again, some of the things you have to consistently do. Um, and again, those are some early years I didn't realize, but I was like, yeah, I send the postcards out like two or three times and I didn't get a seller. So I gave up, but it was expensive. And, right. and then the calling, making phone calls, no, you know, I did that for 30 years and I just didn't want to call people, especially calling the homes. There was one thing calling a business and getting hung up on, but boy, when you call someone at their house, they're really just not happy to hear from you. So <laughs> they, you know, they, they get it's mad. Time. Yeah. It's like, what are you calling? You're the fifth realtor calling me. So I decided that, uh, I wanted to do something different. I knew social media was a big thing. I, I was, I was a fan of social media from day one when I was in real estate. I knew it was a way to meet people mm -hmm. through Facebook and stuff. I just didn't know how. Um, I even remember going to one of these, you know, big seminars where they talk about, you know, hire us and we'll increase your sales. And the guy on stage saying, oh, no one's ever going to buy a house off of Facebook. And I'm like, oh, OK, <laughs> mister. Great. And, and of course, attitude, yeah. <laughs> and of course, now you go and look and it's like I could show you the agents who have literally done millions of dollars off of Facebook oh, sales yeah. and stuff. So I knew there was a, a way to do it, but I wanted <clears> to try to figure it out. So I, I thought video would be kind of cool. And what I my, my idea was that. I just said, you know, why don't I make videos about what it's like to live in Palm Beach County? Because we live in this beautiful area. Right. I love living here with the palm trees and the beach and everything about the fishing and there's a lifestyle. So I just said, okay, let's start going to some of the parks that we took my, my kids to when they were little. You know, my wife mm -hmm. took the kids to every park she could find a new weekend. Every weekend was another park. So I said, well, yeah, that'd be neat. If I was a parent and I was moving from, say, the cold of New York and coming to, down here, I'd like to know where I could take my kids or, or myself if I don't have whatever. So I started making videos and um, they were horrible. They were just <laughs> horrible, but I made them. And then I made another and then I learned and then I corrected and then I upgraded my gear. And you're right when you say long hauls, it took about a year and I wasn't consistent. I'd make a video, month later, make a video, maybe make two videos. Then I met other people through social media and groups of people that were making videos. And then I learned be consistent. Like Paul, you gotta yeah. do it every week. So I started making them every week ah. and getting consistent every week, same time, put it out there every week, almost the same time, but at least every week. And then all of a sudden I started getting like little messages and, and then I actually got my first lead and I was like, wow. wow. Like they say, Hey, we watched your video. We like what you're doing. We want to move to Florida. <laughs> That's great. Um, that was 2017 and there okay. wasn't a lot of realtors doing videos back then. There no. were some that were highly successful at it, but there were others had never even thought about it. Right. And so I started and of course now it's gotten more and more popular. You know, every realtor, they tell every realtor, if you're not making videos, you're not gonna be seen. But so it was kind of neat doing it back then. And, um, and it just grew. And then I stuck with it, stuck with it. And I came up with the whole branding of my name and I wanted to be something that would be memorable. So I came up with this Palm Beaches Paul, yeah. right? Just something that was catchy. And I, I did a tagline because I wanted them to remember me. So I said, you know, when you're in the Palm Beaches, get out and enjoy paradise, which I'm still waiting for the county of Palm Beach County to pat me on the back for that one. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, come on, guys, and you're I'm doing better than the tourism board is. And um, but so um, and I kind of stuck with it. And now um, last year, 90 percent of my deals, all my business came from YouTube. Wow. I didn't make 90%. it. I, I haven't paid a single lead in three or four years. I haven't bought a lead wow. from any lead generation tool. Um, I have business last year was the best year I ever did during a, during a pandemic. And last year I did more business than I ever did in nine years of real estate. And it was all wow. because of YouTube. Um, and, uh, I'm, 
this year I'm, it's building. And even though we're in kind of a crazy market and it's really difficult with low inventory, um, it's still funneling business to me. Every month I, I have people coming in this weekend from New York, they wanna look at condos. I have cash buyers and, and my price points went from, which is a really, really exciting part of this was that where I was helping people in the 250 to 350 price range. Mm -hmm. And again, we're, we're talking to when those homes were available, right? They're not available, <laughs> not but, now, you know, but not now, but back a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, when I started, but, but at my price points went from an agent helping people in the 250 and 350 to working with million dollar clients and cash clients, like, like nice. from candidates and Hey, we found you. We love you. Um, we, we watch all your videos. We think you're the guy for us. We're going to come down there and we're looking to buy a house. We want to live in Florida. I, you know, your mortgage goes, no, no, we'll pay cash. <laughs> I'm oh, like, even easier. <laughs> even easier. So, um, so it was uh, amazing. And so it has opened so many doors for me, such as even talking to you, you know, reaching out and talking on podcasts and stuff. It's amazing. But after I built the channel, which it did take a long time, I wasn't an overnight success. It doesn't happen in two weeks or two months. Mm -hmm. It took a while. But once I got until I was over a thousand subscribers on YouTube, they have a, a you know set goals of a thousand and four thousand hours watch time. You can get monetized, and so now I've been monetized. It's not a ton of money, but it was enough to take the family on a vacation, and it, we call it wow. YouTube money, like vacation money. It's like she goes, we're like, thank you YouTube, thank you, thank you subscribers. So because we're going down to the Do Florida Keys, video, like thanks yeah, YouTube, it, thank you. We're going to the Florida Keys on on YouTube money, and um, as I grow. Um, at this point right now, I'm literally sitting at just five shy of 4,000. My big nice. goal has been to hit 5,000 subscribers. And I actually see myself doing it this year in 2022. Mm -hmm. And then beyond that, the goal will be 10,000. And I've, I've been told that once you hit 5,000, it, it sort of almost doubles. And it, it, the way it works is that you just sort of, sort of just really start to, yeah, it just starts, algorithm, algorithm kicks in just kicks better. in. Yeah. And it just starts going, you know, whether it happens or not, it, you could be 500 subscribers as long as I'm getting business from it. Right. And that is the, the benefit of, of the channel was that I'm supporting my family doing something I absolutely love doing, making videos, <laughs> showing off a county in an area that I love living in and getting business from it. And people are like, hey, they just, and they love you. They call you up and they go, we watched like six of your videos. You really know Delray Beach, you're our guy. So yep. it's, it's pretty cool. Oh yeah, you've made yourself the expert of Palm Beach County through those videos, yeah. which I mean, is part of, I mean, I always tell clients, especially that don't have like big budgets, you got to find that outside the box marketing idea. You got to figure out, you know, you can't like a personal injury attorney that works for themselves, you know, and has a paralegal or two can't compete with these big firms that can put the thing on the side of the bus and the big billboards and everything. Like, don't even try. Like, there's no point in trying because you're going to fail miserably. Yeah. <laughs> you're just going to waste money, throw money down. Like, you know, if you're going to try and do Google ads and spend whatever, you know, it's not worth even trying that you have to figure out what's going to make you different and stand out a different way, oh, yeah. which I think you've done, you know, and YouTube is, you know, still the second largest browser behind Google. Well, that I was just going to say, so here's the other benefit about it. So you mentioned Google ads. I've never paid for a single Google ad in my life. And if you go and Google my name for moving to Boynton Beach, I pop up one, two, YouTube. and three. I pop up the top three of that video. It's like, there's always going to be the paid ads before, but right. I pop up, like when you see my face, I pop up first. And then another guy's doing it. <laughs> so, and then and then you do it for Del Rey, I pop up. And there's a lot of agents doing it now, so there's a little more competition. So if you haven't made a video about a certain city, you kind of get bumped and it goes okay. up. But these people are watching it, but for they're the past- They're doing your style of videos? I haven't really seen them, but I mean- I They're doing, yeah, they're doing their version of, of it. Agents, yeah, there's a lot of agents. There's people, more people out there doing it and stuff now, but, but I still pop up in those top places. And what's really neat about that is one of my 
managers at the firm that I'm at now, they had mentioned that this top producing agent down in Boca was like, I want to know how Paul's getting on <laughs> that. And she's like this multi-million dollar producer, but her name isn't popping up on Google. Right. So, so, and that's, right. brought, that's brought me business and stuff, but mm -hmm. so, yeah. So it's kind of a, a neat side bonus to the whole YouTube thing. You're still thing. doing once a week? I'm still doing once a week. So oh. I've, so I've changed the channel. So I've, uh, I, I do, so I'm kind of mixing it up this year. I'm doing some things that are different because I'm trying to always see what people are interested in. So I do these Tuesday tours and Tuesday tours are, I'll go and try to show new construction because right now there's really not a lot of inventory. Right. So I'm trying to pivot and maybe get people that want new construction. So I'm showing these new home tours to give people an idea of what's available in the market. Okay. And then I also do things like the one I just put up um, the other week was just a cruise up A1A. And I went down to the end of Boca and I drove all the way up from one end to Juno. And I stopped oh, wow. and showed the spots in between and all the mansions. And I had the camera on my car. I would stop and give a little you know, anecdote about this particular area and what it's neat for or known for. And that actually got a lot of views. A lot of people like that. And it's probably not people looking to buy, but they want to see how pretty it is. So that it helped. It was kind of a fun video. But then um, on Thursdays, like tonight, I've decided that I started to do a thing called Pints with Paul. You know, I, I'm a craftier guy. <laughs> so yeah. I, do, I do a live stream on, um, on my YouTube channel and I bring guests on. So tonight I have two mortgage guys coming on and we're going to talk about some new mortgage programs uh, that are out there. I had an attorney on the week before. And so I'm trying to do that. And that's fun because this way, the people who follow you on a regular basis, they, yeah, they will watch the live stream because they really, they, they're really following you already. So they want to see it and you right. get to interact with them and answer questions and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've kind of, the channel's kind of done a little pivot as you, as you change and try to see how that works this year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so two things I heard, first of all, is consistency. You know, that's a key piece. I always get I often get, you know, not all the time, but sometimes I'll get a client um, who comes in and is like, what's the one thing I can do? And I'm like, I don't know one thing you can do. <laughs> like, what one thing can you do? Like, you know, like, and, but I think the main thing is whatever you do, and usually there's more than one thing. I know you're still on Facebook and I see yeah. Instagram and things like that. So you're still on that to kind of enhance the YouTube and you can share that. I see your videos by going on Facebook. I don't, I, you know, I do get alerts on your channel, but um, but I usually see them more on Facebook than yeah. I do on the YouTube side. But I think the consistency piece, if I had to like emphasize anything as a marketer is key because I often, you know, people are like, oh, that didn't work. You know, they tried it for six months or something <laughs> like that didn't work. And I'm like, okay, you have to play the long game. You have to think, you know, they want the, the instant gratification, which a lot of our society wants these days, which is frustrating because, you know, while there's things out there, if you want to spend the money, you know, you can pay the Google ads and try and get in that top four at the top, you know, and, and, you know, you better not get on the second page because forget it. You <laughs> There's know. a second page? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think the consistency is a piece I'd like to really, you know, emphasize because, you know, that's what's kind of attracted me to your marketing strategies because you have been consistent, you know, because a lot of times I've, I've seen realtors in, you know, chamber leads groups, for example, and, you know, they stay in it for a year, maybe two, and they didn't, you know, well, I didn't get anything, you know, but real estate's a tough market. It's such a relationship market. Everyone knows a realtor. Everybody. Like, you know, so it's not like, you know, I can go out and I probably can name five or 10 realtors I have, you know, that are friends, you know, people that I know that, you know, I- I know three or four of your friends, they're all realtors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, that's the challenge is, you know, you really have to like, you know, they're not just gonna, just because you're in a leads group or a, you know, any kind of networking group, they're not just going to give you business if they have, you know, a good friend over here 
or maybe their former realtor that sold their house or helped them buy a house, they're going to flip over to you just because you happen to be in a group. Yeah. You know, so it's really whatever that strategy is, whether it's networking, whether it's YouTube, whether it's social media, whatever it is, like it's always that consistency I find. Yeah. Well, I'll give you an example. Another realtor who's very successful in our area is Guy Brian, Brian Bowles. Oh, yeah. So so he's been consistent about he does the door hangers. He does the flyers. I've, I've asked him. And I've asked people, he's consistent. Yeah. And I mean, not just once, he's been doing it for like 15 years. Everyone knows, but he sells a lot of homes because of that. If you're consistent yeah. with something. So I'm reading right now, I'm reading a really good book called um, Atomic Habits. I just finished that book. Okay. <laughs> That's so, too but, funny. So, I literally, like last week, I just finished it. <laughs> so I, I'm, I've gotten COVID. I like a lot of people to COVID. I put on the pounds sitting and sitting at a desk all day, not getting out as much as anyway. So I want to start exercising more. So I've been, so I wrote it down what time of day that I'm going to do. My exercise on mm-hmm. this on this chair that we have uh, uh, for doing sit-ups and stuff and, and pull-ups okay. and all that's so exercise that we got my son and I wrote it down and I know it's going to take a while but I wrote it down and I haven't missed a day because I wrote it down and they said that was key write it down a specific time and that but the, what but what it is is I'm being consistent right. every day like I sat on my computer today and I go oops you didn't do your your, pull, your sit-ups so I went and, and or, you know like legs whatever so I did it so every day I'm being consistent <laughs> yeah. I know by doing that consistent every day over time, you might not see it for a while, but maybe two or three months from now, I'll right. notice that helping. Right. And, and that. So, so yeah, the that, one thing I learned is you being consistent is is key to success. Um, you, you just have to be. You, you know, there's there's a little bit more to it than just that. You gotta you gotta know what you're doing. You gotta market it right. You can't do the same. You can't be consistently doing the same bad thing over and over. Because if I did right. the same, no one would watch the video. You do have to get better, but being consistent and sticking to it right. is, is what's helped. Yeah. Yeah, I remember in that in that book they. I don't know if you've gotten to that part of the book, but they were talking about, they were talking about exercise and I can't remember who they were talking about. They're like, the person just went to the, they said, just go to the gym for two minutes. Just walk in there, do like two minutes of whatever you're going to do and then walk back out. So the person would make it there like every day or whatever, how many every days a week they're, they're were scheduled to go and they'd go for like two minutes. And then once they, you know, after like a couple of weeks, they're like, oh, well, I'm already here. I might as well do a little bit longer, you know, so they stayed for I five or that. 10 minutes. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they yeah. would kind of, they gradually got more, but it was like the habit was getting in your car and going to the gym. The habit wasn't working out. The habit was actually the process of getting in your car to going to the gym, which yeah. that book's interesting because it talks more about, it's not the goal that you're, it's the process that you have to get, you know, really committed to. Exactly. Not the, you know, you can say, oh, I want to go to the gym five days, you know, five times this week or whatever. And, but if you're not committed to the process of like, okay, when am I going to schedule? Oh my God, my schedule looks horrific. You know, I can't get it in today. You know, if you're not committed to, like you said, having it in your calendar and like I'm committed to doing it, you know, it's a process. It's a process. The whole book's about creating a process. So you create better, more good processes. It'll help overtake the bad processes because everything we do, that book said, kind of like when we wake up in the morning, we know, get a cup of coffee do this, get in the car, like, shower. Oh. It's a process, right? Yeah. So we're trying yeah. to create a good process. Not that we're going to, not to jump off and talk about it. Great book. And that's part of what I've done this year was um, I wanted to fill my mind with more positive and mm-hmm. helpful things and, you know, a better mindset. So right. for me, um, I've, I've had some limiting beliefs and and I've been, that's one thing that I think, you know, I've had limiting beliefs like, you know, well, maybe I'm, I'm not good enough to sell million dollar, $2 million homes, right? And it's really the same process, just bigger numbers. It's right. like you're doing the same, you're treating the customer the same way. Yeah, there's some different little variances to it, but but it's doing the thing. So this year, my goal has been to be like, just like step outside of your comfort zone, 
read books and, and so I'm putting myself in a better mindset. Right. And that's really helpful with my videos because I've learned to let go of things that were bad habits in the videos based on what other successful people said. And I'm changing those instead mm -hmm. of being vain and saying, but I like this part. It's like, it's cool. No, it doesn't work. So get rid of it, you know, <laughs> get to the point. So I'm working on that process with my videos. Um, but it is, it is like a, a process that every week, if I don't make a video, I get grumpy. I like it. So <laughs> now, yeah. So I'm like, I, because I know I have to make it because I have to constantly put that content out there right. because I'm I, like you said, our society, if they, they want that stuff and if they don't see it, they'll go to the next thing. So yeah. I want to be like, consistent. Oh, so let me go over here. This, this roller over here. That's got, you know, some video that just came up. The, exactly. The newest, so, latest thing. But it's been a great, it's been a great way. And it, it's like I said, it's really transformed my business. And now people know me as the YouTube realtor mm -hmm. and it's been really good. So I'm really excited about it. Yeah. And the other thing I've seen you do, and, and I know you kind of took a week, uh, little break from it during the pandemic, but was you created your own networking group, Yeah, which I know is not necessarily an easy thing to do initially. You know, I've contemplated doing it and I'm like, uh, do I really want like, then you got to manage something else, you know? <laughs> so it's like herding cats sometimes, you know, like, do I want to do that too? You yeah. know, because I mean, at least when you walk into the chamber, it's a structure, it's already got, you know, some kind of structure. You walk in, you know, at BNI, NPI, whatever group, you know, there's like a structure to it. So right. you're just like joining, you're paying whatever your money is and joining. So what prompted you to create kind of your own networking group? Yeah. So like when I met you, we've kind of been in the same circles here in the Delray in the, in the market. We do a lot of networking with people and, and a lot of them are good and, and, and stuff. And then some of them just kind of seem kind of you know, crazy and just it's so crowded and you can't really get any meet anyone. And right. you know, it's just there people. Yeah, you know, people go to networking for different reasons. So some want to do business, some just were looking date. For, on a date. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, we're looking to hook up, you know, the single I'm, side. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm married and got kids. So that um, that's yeah. not me. So um, so I, I, I thought of, you know, seeing all these network groups. I said, well, um, two things, as I said, are like kind of like craft beer. So I like craft beer and I like the, the craft beer industry. So mm -hmm. I like going there. I like having a beer with friends and I like those small businesses. So I thought, wouldn't it be neat if I built a networking group around meeting at local breweries instead of the bar or the restaurant that a lot right. of these events are always held at. Right. And, um, and so I said, well, let's do it at the microbreweries. So it'd be a little bit different. And so I started that a couple of years ago. I did have to stop because of COVID, but I'm now excited that I'm going to be getting that going back right. again. I called it Brews and business networking. <laughs> and, um, and they, we, I always joked, would be like, you know, I don't trust the guy that won't have a beer with me or a person. So <laughs> I, got, I don't trust that won't have a beer with me. So, but it became a fun way to network with people and, and, and people started to come to my networking events. Um, at the same time, I felt really good that on a Wednesday when it was typically slow, I was bringing in maybe 10, sometimes 30 if, I was, if a lot of people showed up to an event who bought one or two beers right. and supported That's that small brewery. business. Right. And they were very appreciative of it. They, they opened their arms to me and said, Paul, have your event here. We're more than welcome Every to week. do it. Yeah, we bring, I'm bringing revenue in and it's fun for me and I got to know them. Right. So uh, that was kind of fun. But then what the, the big benefit of doing that, and I want to get back to doing this again, because I know, you know, with the pandemic, it really just threw everyone for a loss and stuff was once I started to get the, the groups going, um, I created food drives during the holidays and right. I always wanted to give back. That. Like part of me has always wanted to find a way ever since I was a little kid, I wanted to be that one that like raised the most money for Jerry Lewis. Like I was like, <laughs> Oh, I want to raise all the money. I want to go hand him a big check. So, so I knew I wanted to do something to give back, um, to those who obviously are in much more need than I've ever been in my life. And so I did a food drive and it started out small. And then like the second year we had like three carloads of canned goods that we mm -hmm. took to the soup kitchen of Boynton beach. And it was like amazing. 
And then I got a, a daycare got involved because they were doing it. Wow. And they knew me because she was the, the, the instructor for when my son was little and she's at a different place. And so they, I got all their food. And so it just became right. this thing. And then during Christmas time, I uh, got to do a thing where we did a thing for a, a, a pediatric oncology support team, which is children fighting cancer, a, a group called Post. And we did a big food and we raised like, we had like three carloads of toys and did it. So, you know, you're building a community, you're networking with people you like, and at the same time, you're asking them, hey guys, let's give back to the community. And they did. And so that nice. was a great, that was like, that's one of the things I was most proud of was the networking. It wasn't, you know, meeting people and creating deals is that I was able to do something positive and give back to the community. That was a lot of fun. So, and I can't wait to do that again. Like I'm a big kid. And I, and I have silly costumes. Like I will dress up like Santa in a surfboard, surf shorts like that because it's Florida, right? Gotta look cool. And and I, I love to do that stuff. And so I, I look to doing that again this year, mm-hmm. try to get it going, get people out there. Right. And then, you know. I think people are ready to get out. Yeah, I think they, they haven't gotten out already. A lot of people are already out. But yeah, they are. But but getting back and networking in, a, yeah. in full capacity. Uh-huh. And, and yeah, so yeah, so that's a fun thing. And then, um, you know, anyone can come and check it out. I've had lots of realtors come to it. I don't care. It's ideas that you're building relationships with people. Yeah. Well, so, exactly. And have never a good know, Yeah. Never know when you could do a deal with another realtor. Yeah. Yeah. They might have the house that your buyer's looking for. Yeah. It's like <laughs> so. the, the realtor says they don't like beer. I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to do it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I, I joke. I kid. I kid. Well, wine? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> so. So as we wrap up, is there one tip you would give someone if they wanted to start out in real estate? Is there one, like something that you learned maybe a little bit later in your career or something that you would say, like, if there's anything you could do now, like as you start? Yeah. Um, well, with anything, but like real real estate, one, be yourself. You don't have to be someone you see on TV. You don't have to, <laughs> to try to be something you're not. I, I If you saw me how I started and, and then where I'm at when I realized who I was and to be more myself, it's so important. So be yourself. That's the most important thing. Um, and you know, just try your best and be a good person. Really. I mean, there's people out there that need your services, no matter what it is in life or it's a realtor or anything, there's people that need good people to do services for them. And, and if you show that, that you're a good person and you be yourself, they'll, they'll find you. Um, that's, I, you know, that's probably the biggest thing, just being a good person and, and be yourself. Don't fake it. I know they say fake it till you make it. You you can still, you can kind of, but you don't have to, you don't. Just be yourself. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that's great advice. And if someone wants to get in touch with you, what are your what are your social media? Yeah. Contacts? So um, you can find me. My uh, YouTube channel is Palm Beaches, not Palm Beach, but Palm Beaches. Um, Paul, because we live in the Palm Beaches. I wish it was Palm Beach. And I was selling those fifty million dollar homes. <laughs> We're working on it. We'll get there. So Palm Beaches, Paul. Um, and then you can find me on Facebook. Uh, also, uh, Palm Beaches Paul at KW Innovations, and then I have an Instagram, which is uh, it's a little difficult, but it's Palm, palm underscore Beaches uh, <laughs> underscore Paul. So just yeah, yeah that one's just remember a, Palm Beaches Paul. Just remember Palm Beaches Paul, and that's sometimes that's, you got to put an underscore in. There. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I had to, it, 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 it let me pick that name. It's like okay, I have to do it this way. So yeah. it's a little weird, but um, exactly. I'll but it, or you just read, <laughs> yeah, or just send me an email at paulglikens at uh, kw.com. and I'm sure uh, Allison can get you the spelling of my last name because everyone's <laughs> yeah. going to spell it L Y K or something, or like the Likens from that werewolf movie. Yeah, yeah. But thank you everyone for joining us today at uh, Dream Plan Start Grow. 
If you have any questions about any of our podcasts, you can certainly email us at success at dreamplanstartgrow.com. For other things that we do, please visit our website, dreamplanstartgrow.com. We do offer a a weekly mastermind on Clubhouse that we do entrepreneurial questions and we pick a different question each week. Our club is Dream Plan Start Grow. Um, Like today's topic, right now we're doing it Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern. So today's topic, uh, we talked about branding, like consistent branding across all platforms and, and how you stay consistent in that. So we have a different topic every week. My name is Allison Turner. We look forward to seeing you again next week. I have a great, another great guest uh, scheduled for next week. We look forward to seeing you then. Until then, keep track and keep going with your entrepreneurial journey. Thanks for tuning in to the Dream Plan Start Grow podcast with Allison Turner. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Join the Dream Plan Start Grow community by following us on Facebook or Instagram at Dream Plan Start Grow. See you in the next episode.